Hello, and welcome to another episode of Under the Radar SFF Books Podcast. My name is Blaze. Thank you so much for joining me and listening wherever you may be around the world. If you like what I do and like the content that I create, please hit that subscribe button, like, and follow. It helps me grow not only as a podcast creator, but also as a person. Tonight, I'm looking to do another series overview, and due to popular demand, the series that I'm going to be reviewing is The Songs of the Shattered Sands by Bradley P. Beaulieu, and the first book in the series being The Twelve Kings in Sharakai. Now, this series falls in the epic fantasy subgenre, and the central location for this six-book epic fantasy series revolves in this kingdom named Sharakai. Now, Sharakai is a grand city in the middle of a desert, and the closest comparison I can think to it is, for all you Disney fans out there, um, the, the movie Aladdin, uh, Agrabah. Agrabah, where you have the Bazard and you have the big palace on the horizon where the where the Sultan lives. This is exactly what um, the series is like. Um, and then in the first book, and instead of having one king, there are 12, each representing the 12 different tribes in Sharakai and the surrounding territories. Now, I thought the best way to introduce you to this world is for me to actually read the cover uh, for 12 Kings in Sharakai. So please stick with me. Uh, it's going to be really, really good. Sharakai, the great city of the desert, center of commerce and culture, has been ruled from time immemorable by 12 kings, cruel, ruthless, powerful, and immortal. With the army of silver spears and their elite company of blade maidens and their holy defenders, the terrifying Asrim, the kings uphold their positions as undisputed, invincible lords of the desert. There is no hope of freedom for any under their rule. Or so it seems, until Cheddar, a brave young woman from the West End slums, defies the king's laws by going outside of the holy night of Bent Zahir. What she learns that night sets her on a path that winds through both the terrible truce of the king's mysterious histories and hidden riddles of her own heritage. Together, these secrets could finally break the iron grip of the king's power if the nigh-omnipotent kings don't find her first. So that's just a little taste of what the first book in this series, Twelve Kings and Sharakai, is about, but let me go and expand upon what the cover says and just do a little bit more of an insight into the characters, the world, and some of the very fascinating ideas that the author has. So the main character, as you could tell by the cover, her name is Cheddar. Now, Cheta is a very strong female POV character. Um, she's very brave. She's very strong. She's very smart. Um, and you'll see throughout the course of this series how her thoughts and how her mindset slowly change over time given new ideas, given new insights, and given uh, a bigger re realization of the type of person she wants to be and the secrets that have been kept from her from almost everybody in the series is keeping some kind of secret from her, some for her own good, some not for her own good. And um, it's very fascinating how it evolves over this story. Now, when authors want to give information pertaining to a specific character, and what I mean is the background for this particular character, they can do it in multiple ways. 
They can either insert certain flashbacks within the chapter itself. It'll be something like Cheda had a memory of when she saw that particular woman and it brought back a memory from her childhood. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to have another character explain what happened in the past to the main character. And so the reader is learning it as the main character is remembering it as well. Bradley P. Beaulieu does it a little differently. So for Cheta, we have her main POV chapters setting place in the present time. There's also a certain number of chapters dedicated to Cheta's past. And those chapters will have an increment saying like 11 years ago or 9 or 8 years ago. And you get the point. So Cheta in the present is living on her own. She is actually a gladiator warrior who fights for money. She goes by the name of the White Wolf. That's how she gets uh, all her money. She's a very good warrior. She's very well-trained, and that's how we're introduced to her. She has a best friend by the name of Emery, um, and Emery goes on his own little adventure as we get further and further into book one and the main series as well. Um, I don't want to get into spoilers on that, but his adventures will also uh, open your eyes. Now, Chetta's past chapters, she is living with her mother. And as we get further and further through the story, we find out what happens to Chetta's mother and what are the repercussions of that particular event. Now, fast forward to the present day Chetta. The only thing she has to remember her mother is a journal that she left behind. Now, in this journal... Chetta's mother wrote down her past memories, some visions, and it's up to Chetta to just use that to remember her. But the secret with this journal is that hidden between the pages are several riddles. Now, these riddles have many different meanings, and as you keep going with the series, um, those will slowly be revealed. But they reveal Cheddar's heritage. They reveal some other secrets that are just big spoilers for the series, so I'm not going to get into those. But just know that they were fantastic to discover, fantastic to read, and they are beautifully written when you do come across them. So be on the lookout for that. Now, I would like to get back to the world building for the Song of the Shattered Sands series. And particularly, I want to talk about the Twelve Kings. Now, as you heard from the um, my reading of the cover, the Twelve Kings are indeed immortal, but they were not born that way. Centuries and centuries ago, they were elected the leaders of their Twelve Tribes, and there was a great ritual between the Twelve Kings and the gods, where the gods, and there's several of them in this series, give the Twelve Kings power, including immortality. Now, Nothing in life as we know it is ever free. There is a great cost, and throughout the series we'll learn what that cost is. But each king is given his own particular powers, and we actually get a viewpoint character for one of the kings. His name is Isan, known as the Honey Tongue King. Now, Isan, his ability is he can speak um, like certain commands, and the person he's speaking it to, if they can hear them, will have to obey his every command. Now, his viewpoint character gives us a deeper understanding for the politics of Sharakai, of the Twelve Kings and what their motivations are, and also what their greatest weaknesses are. Um, as we know, they are immortal, but they do have a particular weakness. They have um, 
an Achilles heel, sort of speak. And we'll learn what those particular issues are with the Kings and how they are trying to combat them. Now, with the gods granting them immortality, they're also granted um, kind of slaves in the name of the Asrim. Now, the Asrim, think of them as like kind of zombie-type creatures or ghouls. It's the best way I can describe them. Every six weeks, there is night where the two moons are showing full, and that night is known as Bet Zair. That is the night where the streets of Sharakai are deserted. There's no one out there. That's because the Asrim descend upon the city and they go out looking for sacrifices and they go out looking for blood. Once they find their particular um, victim, they drag them out beyond the city into what's called the Blooming Fields and they take it to their home, which is beneath these twisted thorny trees now there is a name for it but i'm it's elude it's eluding me at the moment but um these trees are basically where they live beneath the trees and they're using the blood to feed the trees and i also forgot to mention that whenever this full moon happens for the two moons there are flower petals that bloom on these twisted trees now these flower petals when they are um, eaten and ingested, it gives the consumer heightened senses, strength, speed, awareness. It's kind of almost like a superpower. And Cheddar's secret, since I mentioned she was a gladiator at the beginning of this podcast, she uses that to her advantage and win a lot of fights. So these um, flower petals, they're actually forbidden for the normal person to consume, but that's something that Chetta is all too familiar with in her endeavors. And when Chetta decides that enough is enough and that the immortal 12 kings of Sharakai need to be stopped, she will have to rely on her friendships, on her training, on her history, and clues left behind by not only her mother but others into finding ways to combat this ancient enemy. So what are the overall arching themes that reside in this series? Well, right from the get-go, one of the main themes is revenge. Revenge on the part of Cheddar, revenge on some other tribes as well, and just the feeling of being diminished, left out, and just wanting vengeance, and wanting to truly find the person and the people you were meant to be is an overarching um, theme that will come to the forefront. Another theme to keep in mind is control. Control on the part of the kings, control on the part of the gods, and also control in the part of several different characters we will meet over the course of the next several books. They will play a huge part in the story to come. And the final theme that's very prevalent in this series are secrets. Secrets hidden from our main characters, even though we, the reader, know what those secrets are, Mysteries hidden from not only our main characters, but also us as the reader. So the revelation feels more authentic and more wow during the big reveal. Now, what type of readers would actually enjoy this series? And there's multiple different types of readers who would get a good time out of this. The first is if you are a fan of the Arabian Nights type of storytelling. It's a desert epic fantasy. It revolves around um, like sand ships, or revolves around kings, or revolves around treasures. It's all encompassing and makes for a really great story. 
The next type of reader who would enjoy this series is if you're looking for a very strong, determined female main point of view character. Cheta is probably one of the top 10, I would say, in my opinion, best female protagonists to follow. Um, she is very strong, very determined in taking down the kings, and also very trustworthy and definitely a friend you would want to have in real life. If you are a reader who enjoys riddles and discovering solutions to very vague and mysterious terms and sayings riddled within the entire world of the Shattered Sands, this is a series for you. And finally, if you're into big epic world building and vast scopes in terms of not just the city of Sharakai, but the surrounding um, city-states, as well as the tribes, as well as the kings, as well as the people, then this is the series for you. I highly recommend it from the bottom of my heart. It is probably in my top 10 of favorite series, concluded series at that, as the um, final volume was released, I believe, in the summer of this year. And let's not forget the many different types of action scenes we get in this series, and particularly in the first book, 12 Kings and Sharakai. As I mentioned in the start of this podcast, Cheta is a gladiator, so you see her take on different mercenary types and different types of people with her combat skills enhanced by the petal of the twisted trees. We also get training and insight into the silver spears and as well as the blade maidens and how their training is so intense and so rigorous for the normal person to even try to replicate. That's another aspect we get to see in this story. And although the first book takes place primarily in Sharakai and the surrounding uh, desert, throughout the series it'll only expand and grow into other regions. So if you don't like a particular series that's just confined to one particular city, the world expands greatly in the preceding volumes. The writing is beautiful but easy to read, very emotionally packed, very deep, and um, hidden throughout the text are secrets that'll pay dividends down the road if you pay close enough attention to it. While reading this series, I can honestly say that I was surprised, riveted, shocked, and always wanted to see what was going to happen on the next page. And when completing a book, I had to circle the calendar to see when the next book was going to come out. It had that much of an impact on me, and I'm sure it will have that much of an impact on you whenever you start this beautiful series. So with that, I think I'll wrap up. Thank you so much for joining me. Again, this is the Songs of the Shattered Sand series by Bradley P. Bolu, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, everybody, and cheers.